What's up, guys? I'm Kingston. And I'm Ronald. And today, I'll be reading Big Nate Game on Continue. So, Arthur, <laughs> guess you haven't played soccer in a while. Yes, has been a really long time. I played when I was little, but it never stopped me from having lessons. Lessons? Yeah, lessons. Really? You do lessons? Yeah. I also do ballet lessons. Really? Oh, you like ballet too? I love it. Well, well, well. The big game against Jefferson is tomorrow. And Arthur is starting at halfback on me. And he seems really cool. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't pull a wedgie on me. Wedgie? Wedgie? Yeah. Game time. How are you doing, Arthur? A little nervous? Yes, a little. Look, Arthur, you're not a very good soccer player. That's okay. Nobody perfect, but I'm perfect. No, you're not. You get hit by the ball all the time. Man. I can't believe he has to be goalie. Clap, clap. Come on. Kick the ball to me. Wham. That's a goal. Nice. <sighs> Come on, Bobcats. Let's go, let's go. Pop, nice save. Let's go, Arthur. Let's go. Let's go, Andy. Let's go, Eric. Let's go, Brian. Come on, guys. There's less than 10 minutes in the game. Pop, pow, boink. You did it. <clears throat> well, what happened? You scored, Arthur. We won. Arthur, Arthur. I wish everyone could do that for me. Nate, you headed home? I got to get you something. Huh. What's wrong, Nate? It's just this kid named Arthur. He's great at every game, and I suck. Well, don't beat yourself up, kid. Hmm, maybe I could charge him $100 if I can make a goal. Thanks, coach. No problem. Ha, ha, ha. Now, I'm going to tell you a timeline on these few pages. So what happened in these few pages is they're going against the Jeffersons in their soccer game. And Arthur is there. And he wins the game for the whole team. And because he hits his head with the ball. And Nate is mad and jealous. And then the coach tells Nate. Don't beat yourself up. Then he says he'll charge him $100 just to score a goal. And then Arthur does ballet lessons, and Nate loves that. Now, I'm switching over to Ronald. Buzz. And today, guys, I will be reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid Old School. Continue. Mr. Jefferson woke up. Everybody at the crack of dawn and said we all needed to take showers before breakfast. That's when it occurred to me. There wasn't really any showers in our bathroom. The shower was on the outside of the cabin. And the water was in the metal tube we filled in the bucket barrage yesterday. And it seemed to be the only one who remembered what was in that tube. Because everyone else got in line to take their turn. Not only was the water unsanitary... But apparently it was cold, too. Screech! Pomp, pomp. I came prepared, though. 
I definitely wasn't going to be taking any outdoor showers on this trip, but I could still keep myself clean. Dab, 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 dab. Go away. Breakfast wasn't a whole lot better than our first two meals, but at least they weren't serving stew. The pancakes were as hard as rock, though, and they break your teeth if you try to bite through one. Clang, 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 clang. Emiano snuck a pancake into his pocket so he could mail it home to his mom to show her how bad the food was at camp. After we cleaned up from breakfast, Mrs. Granzio told us the plan for the day. She said we were going to do some type of chores done by kids growing up on the farms like, like this a long time ago. My group started off in the barns, and our job was to move bales of hay from one end of the building to the other. It was seriously hard, and I have a lot of respect for the kids who had to do that kind of work every day. When we finished, everybody felt a huge sense of accomplishment. Woo! As we were leaving to move on to the next station, Mr. Nuzio's group came to the barn. He told them their job was to move the hay bales to the other side, which was where they were in the beginning. So don't even ask me why we went to all that trouble. After lunch, we were heading back to our cabin. Garth tripped over a rock sticking out of the ground. When Emiano saw it, he got really upset. The rock had some scrapes on it, and Emiano said, The only person who could have done that? was Silas Scratch. Jeffrey said the rocks was probably Silas Scratch's gravestone, and now we were cursed because we had disturbed his resting place. I tried to talk some sense to these guys. I said that, first of all, if Silas Scratch was dead, that was good news for everyone. And second of all, that couldn't be Silas Scratch's gravestone because he would have had to bury himself. I never should have said that because it's just upset everyone even more. Now, all of a sudden, Silas Scratch was an undead farmer who could, couldn't be killed. Roar! At dinner, Silas Scratch's grave was all anybody could talk about. Someone claimed they saw Silas Scratch in the woods, and someone else said they saw him on the other side of the camp at the exact same time. Then Albert Sandy was telling everyone that he heard Tiger Scratch had a network of tunnels underneath the cabin, and that's how he's able to move around so quickly. So thanks to Albert Sandy, now kids are scared to use the bathroom at camp. <gasps> shudder, shudder. A few kids said they're going to hold it until they get home. That doesn't sound smart to me, especially considering we only have two days. Today, after we finished our farm tour, we had free time to do whatever we wanted. I decided I'd just take a nap, but a few of my cabin mates had other plans. Garth and Jeffrey and Jordan said they were sick of eating stew for dinner, so they were going to go down to the river and catch a fish. I thought that was the stupidest idea I'd ever heard. 
especially since they didn't have a fishing pole or anything. It took me a while to fall asleep, and right when I started to doze off, my cabin mates burst through the door. BAM! Believe it or not, those fools had actually managed to catch a fish. They scooped one right out of the river using Jeffrey's shirt as a net. Flop, flop, flop. Garth grabbed the fish by its tail and carried it into the bathroom where he put it in the toilet. When Jordan emptied his canteen inside the bowl so the fish could have some extra water to flop around in. Glug, 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 glug. The fish seemed okay for the time being, and I decided to go get a bucket so we could take the fish back down to the river and let it go. But when I went to leave, Mr. Jefferson walked into the cabin. The other guy slammed the door shut, and I tried my best to play it cool. SLAM! My guess was that Mr. Jefferson wouldn't be too happy about a fish in the toilet, and I didn't want to get sent to bed early for the second time on this trip. Mr. Jefferson asked me where everyone else was, and I said I thought they might be down at the river. He told me if I saw anyone... Tell them to go to the main lodge for a mail call. We miss. I got a letter from mom saying, Dear Greg, we miss you so much. Can't wait until you're back home. Hope you are having a wonderful time. Hugs and kisses, mom. I got a letter from Roger too, but it didn't like his as much as mom. Dear Greg, I found your candy bars. Here you can smell the wrappers. Har har! I didn't get a letter from dad, but I did get a letter from the pig. I just hope someone gave that to me as a joke. Oink, oink. Julian got a letter from his mom, too, but his mom had made a huge mistake by sending a photo along with it. <gasps> Julian was the only one who seemed homesick. A couple of kids didn't get anything at all, and they asked... Some of us who did get a letter to read them out loud. I made a batch of your favorite cookies and put them in the fridge for when you get home. Love, Mom. Sniff, sniff. Dab, dab. If you kids got care packages with fresh clothes and stuff like that. But the big winner in our group was Grand Betteran, who got a huge box that was packed with tons of supplies. So in these few pages... Greg is doing farm work, and they just went to mail call, and they're getting stuff. And then his best friend, Garth Bettingham, got a care package, but it has snacks and food in it when they weren't supposed to have that. Now it's fun fact time. Did you know Lee Redman has the longest fingernail in the world? And did you know the sentence the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy white dog uses every letter in the English language?